My name is Father Mike Delaney and I'm the parish priest of the Kingston Channel Catholic Parish in the Archdiocese of Hobart. This is my homily for the third Sunday of Easter. Last weekend I shared how our Easter readings give us a whole range of themes that are central to our Christian life. Although they may not become a catechism of our faith, I believe that they form a real basis for our faith journey. I've called them Compelling Truths or Truths That Matter, and that's basically the title of this message series. From last week, the first truth centred on the passage from the Acts of the Apostles, which spoke about how the people laid their sick along the way to the portico of Solomon. The hope was that the shadow of the Apostles might pass over those who were sick, so that they might be healed. I recalled how the sacrament of the anointing of the sick is a wonderful gift of the Church and is a sign of God's abiding care for us. The second truth centred on the gift of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit who is given to us so that we might have peace in our lives. But the other promise is that the Spirit will also be our companion at every step and stage of our journey as we witness the good news about the risen Christ. A third truth touched on the incredible compassion and mercy which God poured out on us when we open our hearts and when we live in his divine mercy. Our sins are forgiven and we are restored to relationship with God whenever we turn back to him with a renewed heart and soul. And last weekend the gospel reading concluded with the proclamation by Thomas, my Lord and my God a beautiful statement of faith reflecting a growing understanding of his relationship, of our relationship with the risen Christ. This powerful statement of faith came about because a week earlier, Thomas had separated himself from the community, and because he wasn't with them, he missed the first encounter with the risen Jesus. I reflected that the truth, the fourth of these compelling truths is actually belonging to the community and to the support we get when we belong to and participate in a community. At the end of the day, however, all of us are faced with challenges which impact how we think and act. I'm willing to admit, and I don't think that I'm alone here, there are times when I revert to forms of behaviour which do not always, always acknowledge my relationship with God. In our reading from the Acts of the Apostles today, the High Priest is demanding to know why the Apostles are deliberately flaunting the warning that they had been given to stop speaking about Jesus. Peter responds and reminds them that he, the High Priest, and the Sanhedrin are the ones who had condemned Jesus to death. But now something greater has happened. He says, God has now raised him to be leader and saviour to give repentance and forgiveness of sins through him to Israel. And he then continues quite proudly, We are witnesses to all this, we and the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. And so a compelling truth today is that we will overcome the most difficult of situations when we trust that God's Spirit is with us. But as so often happens when we read a passage from the Acts of the Apostles, the story in the Gospel becomes a turn back or moving backwards away from what we believe. 
the trust in the Spirit of God is not yet a reality. We hear how the disciples have gone back to their old occupation as fishermen, going back to a place and a space where they're comfortable and able to deal with what is going on around them. The passage tells us that just as they were about to return to shore after a fruitless night fishing, Jesus is there on the shore and tells them to try again. It happens often in the Gospel that Jesus tells them, and I remind you that this is how he speaks to nearly everyone he meets, to do something that is straightforward. It can often be challenging, but it's always possible. And we see in what happens next in the Gospel passage a reminder that when Jesus intervenes, something incredible does happen. Firstly, they catch a huge number of fish, 153 of them, and despite the huge number, their nets are unbroken. This is another compelling truth. By ourselves we can do many things, but when we work with the grace of the risen Jesus, what we get is so much more than we can appreciate. And just as I said last weekend, there is still something more because there is yet another encounter with the risen Jesus in our Gospel reading today. This time the encounter is a conversation between Jesus and Simon Peter. In this conversation we hear Peter being asked to renew his relationship with Jesus which had been denied in the courtyard after his arrest. Because our English language doesn't possess the nuance of the biblical languages, what we hear is a conversation that can sound a little confusing. Many of you are probably aware of what is happening here, but I'll take just a few moments to remind us of the bigger story that is taking place. Jesus asks Peter the question, Do you love me more than these others do? Just like the way Jesus treated the woman who had been caught in adultery, he makes no comments about Peter's failings, nor about his preference for being first, but here he is inviting Peter to be reconciled to him by being transformed. The word that Jesus uses when he asks the question is the word agape, the word which describes total and unconditional love. We hear Peter respond with a very clear statement, Yes, Lord, you know I love you. But Peter uses a lesser word for love, filio, which refers to brotherly or friendship love. Jesus repeats the again, question again using the word agape, and Peter again responds with filio. When Jesus asks the question the third time, he actually uses the same word that Peter has been using, filio. And Peter responds, Lord, you know everything, you know I love you. And so the compelling truth of this conversation is that even though God is calling Peter, is calling each one of us to be transformed and to grow in our understanding of his love for us, he is still willing to accept us as we are. He is willing to accept us from where we start from. But he is calling us to grow. How incredible is God's great love for us. So the list of truths grow. From last week I suggested four truths. 
that we receive healing from God in so many different ways, that the Holy Spirit is with us on our journey of faith, that God's mercy is powerful and healing, and that we're called to be part of a community. This week we began with the truth that with the Spirit of God we can actually overcome all kinds of challenges, that when we try to do things our way, it doesn't always work. But with God working with us, there will be an abundance. And thirdly, that God is calling us to be transformed. But firstly, he is prepared to accept us as we are. And this truth about God's acceptance of us and our foibles is made even more wonderful when Jesus then turns to Peter and the others and he repeats the invitation he made to them at the beginning of the gospel. Follow me. We know that Jesus is always calling us to follow me, to be his disciples. At the beginning of John's Gospel, Andrew, after meeting Jesus, went to his brother Simon Peter and invited him to come and see the Messiah. On the 2nd of June, we will be commencing another Alpha series in our parish. I'd invite you to please think of a person that you might invite to come and see so that together we can continue to live generously and graciously towards others as God lives towards us.